it take, I am all in. I hope you feel the same. <laughs> I'm telling you that that is hand clapping, foot stumping, toe tapping, running around, getting your dance on, rejoicing in the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm all in and I, I hope and I pray that you feel the same way that you're all in as well. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness and his grace on this day. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I get a little overwhelmed. I walked into the church and that's, that's what we do here. And that is to thank the Lord for the souls that are coming and that the, and our prayers that the Lord would bless each one as they walk through the door to meet their needs. Because I can't meet the needs. God is the only one that can. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost hit me and just begin to thank and praise God, uh, you know, for the moving of his spirit and, and the fact that his spirit resides here. Uh, that's, that's the most important thing. It's not the church of the Frigidaire, but it is the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I greet you in the name of, of Jesus. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, this is presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. The day is the 27th day of, of, of April, April 2021. And our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going to go into the book of Ezekiel uh, this evening. I'm, I don't endeavor to be long before you. Um, and so we're going to go right into the word of God and to, to bless his name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you this morning, this afternoon, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Lord Jesus, we bless you for each one that is under the sound of my voice, those that are present, those that are on the way, those that will be listening later. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would send your word this evening. Have your way, Lord God. Lord Jesus, help us to glorify you. Lord Jesus, that you are lifted up, that you are pleased, Lord God. You said you inhabit the praises of your people. And so, Lord, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help us to, to offer a praise and sacrifice that is acceptable unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, now I solicit your prayers as I am praying with you and for you and certainly praying for those that are sick and, and uh, their sickness, you know, not, not just COVID, there are other sicknesses that people are dealing with. People are dealing with blood pressure. People are dealing with other issues that are attacking the body. And so let's, let's all be careful to fortify ourselves and, and do the things that we know we need to do. Keep these bodies cleaned out, you know, by eating the right thing that's going to flush it out. Uh, drinking enough water and, you know, all the things that you know to do. Do it. Do it. And so uh, uh, while you're turning at 37 chapter of Ezekiel, the beginning at verse 12 and 14, I want to remind you, share the link with someone. Share uh, 
share the broadcast with someone. Souls need to be saved, and that's what this is all about. It's, uh, I'm, you can have a new car. God bless you. I, I, I love the fact that you was able to, that you did, that you saved up some money. You know, you, you, you made your credit good and you, you qualified. Those are things that you can do on your own. The Bible said, why hope for those things that your eyes can see? Meaning that there's a way to get it. You, if you got a house, thank, thank God you, you got a new home, apartment, whatever that your need, the natural needs are that was being met. Because there are people that are not saved that have those things. But at the end of the day, your soul needs to be saved. Uh, you can have, you can gain everything, gain this whole world and lose your soul. What a sad moment. And, and that is an understatement, it would be. Ezekiel 37, 12 through 14. I, I'm about souls about the saving of souls and certainly about the moving of God's spirit and his power being, as he said, his power needs to be here so that people will know the kingdom of God is near. They have been exposed to his kingdom. And so there are two things that, that really pressed upon my spirit as a minister. And that is uh, the bottom line is the evidence and the manifestation of God in our lives. Ezekiel 37, 12 through 14 says, Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, said the Lord. Hmm. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall place, and I shall place you in your own land, then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, performed it, said the Lord. A thought that uh, some of you have already seen on the, uh, and that is God said it. That settles it. What God says, that's it. That settles it. I know some don't believe that, and I'm not going to stay here with the statement that I'm about to make, but uh, if you really believe what God says and 
it settles the matter, then it would change a, a lot, much of our behavior. It would change much of our faithfulness. It would change much, it would erase many excuses, delete, eliminate them, uh, that we're not even offering them up because we would be so busy with the fact that God said it and it settled as he spoke in heaven, so it is on the earth. That settles it. And therefore, I will be faithful. I'll be in my seat when, when the church doors open on Tuesdays, when it opens on whatever day it opens at your day. On Sunday, I'll be in my seat. I won't miss any services because God said something and he's going to say something else. And when he speaks, it's going to settle it. It's going to settle the matter. It's going to settle the situation. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going someplace else. Listen, listen. God said it, and that settled it. God said it. You need to remind yourself. You need to tell yourself that God said it, and that settled it. Now, as a minister, as a pastor, one of the, the gifts that has been given, not one that my mother uh, said, oh, you're going to be, a no, she didn't, my mother didn't tell me I was going to be a preacher, and I didn't go to a, a seminary, uh, to, to, it, it was a calling, and once I had received that calling, and that calling was confirmed by others uh, that knew nothing about what was going on with me, just walked up and began to tell me those things, uh, when the pastor uh, mentioned it and spoke about it, when the mothers in the church began to talk about it, God had, God had said it and he had settled it. There are those that God did not say it and therefore they're in a state of unsettledness thinking that they have been settled because of whatever someone has. Uh, but listen, what you want is you want God to settle it. And when God settles it, he writes it. Now, let me say that again. When God settles it, it's been written. Uh-huh. It's been written out already. When God speaks, uh, uh, there are those that are writing down exactly what he said. Uh, the Bible says that that those that fear the Lord often spake one to another. They often talked about him. They often spoke about the Lord. And the Bible said a book of remembrance was written. God has a book of remembrance, just as he has a book of names. Uh, so there is a uh, one, many multiple uh, secretaries, that, as I refer them, that are keeping documentation of a number of things. The Lord spoke and he performed it and no one can deny it. On May 14, 1948, David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish agency, proclaimed the establishment of the state of Israel. God spoke it. He said, 
the United States President, Harry S. Truman, recognized the new nation on that same day. He didn't dilly, he didn't doubt, he didn't play with it. When they made that declaration, the United States got behind it. A Truman appointed several experts to study the Palestinian issue. And they're still studying the issue that has occurred over there. In the summer of 1946, Truman established a special cabinet under the chairmanship of Dr. Henry F. Grady, an assistant secretary of state who entered into negotiation with, the, uh, with a parallel British committee to discuss the future of Palestine. Many changes began to occur, but those changes didn't occur because of David uh, Ben-Gurion. They didn't occur because of the Jewish agency. It didn't occur because, uh, uh, because of the president. It occurred because the Lord said, prophesy and say to my people that I'm going to open the grave. I'm going to cause you to come up out of the grave and bring you into the land. That's why it happened. Those involved may not have even read Ezekiel 37. We don't know until they give their own testimony. They did not or may not have understood the dynamics of the, of the fact that the Lord said he would open their graves. They may have been thinking of something else. And that he would bring them up out of their graves. And that he would put his spirit in them. That they would live and occupy their own land. God said it. And it was settled at that moment. Now the Lord spoke to Ezekiel somewhere around 585 BC. Somewhere around there. I'm, I'm not, you know, but let's just use that as a reference point. Visions, dreams, prophecy do not always come at once. Sometimes you have a, a dream and you only have actually a part of it. You may be in a service or have another dream or someone may be ministering and all of a sudden uh, another dot is connected and you start to see something unfolding. Personally, I, I don't think we can handle everything at once. I think it, uh, because even the little bit that we see overwhelms us, uh, makes it, it's a lot to digest. I was sharing with uh, some on Sunday morning. I said that, you know, it's been over a year. You know, we've been at stay at home, we've been social distancing, you know, and, and usually I would be out visiting churches, uh, the welfare of the churches, but due to situations and, uh, and people and the government, the rules of the government and, and, you know, and so not going to the services uh, and having services in different ways, I didn't do that much at all. And I said, it's about that time. Now, that's what I felt in my spirit. And so uh, God sometimes shows up and just gives you an unction by the unction of the Holy Ghost. Well, since that day, since 
Sunday, I've, I've had three invitations, and today is just Tuesday, uh, to, to come and to encourage the saints. But at that moment when I was speaking that, I was not thinking that it would unfold the way it did. That one pastor uh, called up another pastor, the phone began to ring uh, between Sunday and today, asking me to make sure to put to be on their calendar. So those things that that we sometimes receive in part then begins to unfold and we uh, begin to see them happening sooner than later. And then there are other times that we see or hear uh, a prophecy and it may be for days to come. Nonetheless, God said it. And that settled it. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not. It shall not. You need to remind yourself. If God has spoken a word to you, it shall not return void. His word is not going to go out and then come back to him and say, I couldn't do it. it it's not going to go out and sit on the curb to a place crying that it could not be accomplished. But it says, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall not prosper, and, the, and it shall prosper. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Now, it's up to us, each of us, each one of us, to embrace the word of God. We embrace the word of God with our obedience unto him. Uh-huh. Our obedience is better than sacrifice. Our obedience is what the Lord delights in. Our obedience is what gives us something to stand on the platform or the pedestal of the, or the, the seat of expectation. It gives God something to work with. It's important to know and understand like everything the rain that waters the crop, the seeds that bring forth our vegetation, so will the word of the Lord. You know, in our foolishness, uh, David said, I was once young, but now I'm old. And, you know, Paul said, I, I believe it's Paul said, when I was, I was a child, I spanked as a child, I did childish things. That's what I wanted. You know, we, we do some foolish things when we're young. But as we mature, as we get older and start to realize and maturity is, is, is not a, 
it's not just a number, it's a state of being. Because I know some young, some young people that are in their 20s and 30s that, that have matured uh, and are doing much better than some that are in their 40s and 50s. They're making rash, rash good decisions. How about you? One of the best decisions that you can make is to believe God. And because you believe God, then you obey his word. The rain that waters the crop, seeds the, uh, the, the vegetation that helps bring forth our, our, our vegetation, so will the word of God. Now, the word of God uh, is not a maybe. It's going to happen. What God says is not sometimes. It's been settled already. It already exists. When God speaks his word, it already exists in his presence. It is manifested to us. You know, we go by the what Greenwich mean time, you know, universal time. God doesn't go by that. And so when he speaks, it's present. It's, it's existing already. Whereas for us, we're waiting. The Bible tells us like this. 1 Peter uh, 1, uh, 19 through 20 says, but with the, precious, with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. but was manifested in these last times for us. It's manifested, but before the foundation of the world, uh, things had already occurred. You, you need to understand that. Uh, we're, we're working through the actions of things. God's already dealt with it. Revelation 13 and 8 says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name are not written in the book, the, the, the book of life of the lamb. The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. So before there was a win, where? In the beginning God created. Before that, the lamb had already been slain before the foundation of the world. God already saw those things that needed to be in place, that needed to occur. Isaiah 7 and 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us. Now, they looked for this to happen. They looked, they were walking talking and looking for the promise of God because they believed him. They knew him. If you know him, then you should believe him. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 says, but when the fullness of time was come, and while they were looking, it, but it wasn't the fullness of time. Time, it wasn't time. The, the, the universal time had not the uh, Greenwich uh, mean time. None of that 
had come into play. It was not time yet, even though it was spoken. It was not time. But when the fullness of time was come, some things that you're waiting for, it's, it, it's, it's there, but it's not time. When the time comes, it will. God sent forth a son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that are under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. It's only a matter of time before that which was spoken in eternity becomes manifested in our day. Now, let me say that again. It's only a matter of time before that which was spoken becomes manifested in our day. They asked Jesus, they said, are you going to establish the kingdom now? That was a legitimate question. Daniel talked about the Messiah being cut off and, and the establishing of the, but the Lord let them know it's not, it's not something that you're going to know. It's not something that you're going to receive and understand at this time. It's not something that is meant for you to partake of at the moment. So it's going to happen at the appointed time. So you need to hear and you need to understand this, that there is a day coming where God is going to establish his kingdom. He's going to establish his kingdom. When is that going to occur? If you are have fallen asleep at that time, if you're a saint of God, you're going to fall asleep. And, and if you have fallen asleep, then your grave is going to be open. The dead in Christ is going to rise first, then we which are alive. When that appointed time occurs, you want to be ready. Now, therefore, because that has not happened, because it has not manifested itself. What has not manifested itself? The kingdom of God, uh, the establishment of his kingdom. The establishment of the kingdom cannot be, it cannot be done without a number of other events which are underway, which are happening right now, right underneath your nose, being manifested. You're hearing about it daily and not connecting the dots because there are so many other distractions uh, that is going on within. But understand this, that we are looking for his return because it has not happened yet. That's why Paul, Paul had to straighten this out with the church of Thessalonica to let them know that the rapture has not taken place, Christ has not come. Uh, that's why he said that, uh, you know, uh, I, I would not have you ignorant brethren except the Lord and want you to know that the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night. And then there's going to be a chain of events that's going to occur. Why? Because God, God said it and that settled it. It's going to happen. But it, it, when it manifests, so let, let me, let me just, let me, because I want to move on. I said I'm not going to be long tonight. But, but, I, I, but for those that think the Bible is outdated, that it, it is antiquated, you know, it, it's, a, it's a book of, that, that now is no longer necessary. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Let's go on. I believe David 
uh, the, 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 Jewish, the Jewish head uh, of the agency and, and, uh, and President Harry Truman and the special cabinet and uh, all of them, the assistant state of secretary who entered into negotiation with the British committee to discuss the future of Palestine. It was, it was a deliberate act on their part. However, the chain of events began over 2,600 years ago when the Lord released it to Ezekiel. And even then he said for him to prophesy and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open the graves and cause you to come up out of the grave and bring you into the land of Israel. Now, I need to ask you, uh, because I said this for a couple of weeks now, and that is this. Talk to your situation. The Lord is talking to a situation here. Are you talking to the situation? Are you telling the situation to hear the word of God? That was the instructions given. Maybe you're talking about the situation to, to a nut, some other person instead of following those instructions which says prophesy and say unto them. You need to tell that situation what God said and remind it that he settled it. Recall Israel was dead. Israel's dried up. No life. And God told Ezekiel to speak to those dry bones. Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Whatever your situation is, we're considering it dry bones. And because you're obedient to God, you can tell it to hear the word of the Lord. The bones did not have any flesh to make up the uh, the the. The, the pinna, the, the, cordon, the auditory canal, the eardrum, the malias, the incus, the cochlea. It, it couldn't make up those things. And, you know, there are a few more parts. You can look it up for yourself. <laughs> the ear, there was no flesh to make those parts up. But he said, look at my people. Look at where they are in the grave, the good, the bad, and the ugly. They died feeling hopeless, feeling uh, for, feeling scattered. But God told them, he said, I'm going to bless you for my name's sake. I'm going to bless you for my name's sake, not because you've done all that I've asked you to do. Israel's entire situation was because they rebelled against God. They were hard-headed, stiff-necked people, trying to sneak and do things that they thought God did not see them do. Made fun of the preacher. Said things behind his back. Spoke, made sacrifices and did uh, detestable things that even the, the foreigners or people that did not worship God, they did some things. But God said, I'm going to bless you for my name's sake. 
Now, this should spark something in each of us. If he's willing to do something for his namesake, what about those of us that hear the word of God, have read the word, Deuteronomy 6 and 5, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. What about those of us that have read that and, and we've made up in our minds that this is what I'm going to do no matter what, no matter how I feel. I may feel a certain way, but I'm still going to love God. And I'm going to love him with all my heart and with my soul and all my might. I'm not going to surrender my will to, any, uh, to anything else. And even when I feel weak, I'm going to say I'm strong. I'm holding on to God. And I'm not going to let him go for that moment. What about Joshua 22 and 5? Well, he says, take diligent heed to do the commandment of the law, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you. Those of us that have, have looked at the word of God, we know his will. He's made a charge in our lives. And therefore, we're refusing to let go of the charge, but to carry it out. Mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't appear like anything is happening, you're still carrying it out. To love the Lord, your God, and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cleave unto him. Not running away from him. Not cheating on him, but loving him holy as he is God, not because we want things from him. We're not gold diggers. But we cleave unto him because we love him and to serve him with all our heart and with all our soul. How much more he did that for Israel for his namesake. How much more will he do for those that love him completely. How much more? If you're not loving the Lord completely, if, if there's something that's distracting you, if you surrender and you're trying to hold on and, and uh, to, to cater to the flesh and, you know, and to cater to your friends and, oh, well, that don't seem like it's the most popular things and, and you know, all of that foolishness. And that's just what it is, foolishness. But you think about it for a moment. There are people that you went to school with. People that you've known for the neighborhood and you, you know, moved away. How many of those people that are you actually still in contact with? How many people have been surrendered their, 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 uh, their intelligence for likes on Facebook, for likes on on TikTok, for likes on Instagram, for I, 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 I just need to have, how many people have lost Young folks have lost their mind trying to have likes and I don't have friends because nobody liked me. That foolishness, something is wrong there. There's something out of balance. When you start thinking that, that someone that has never met you face to face, have never shook your hand, has never met your parents, never met your parents, your children's friends should meet their parents. Hmm. Well, no one is, is like you. Well, there could be a number of reasons for that. But certainly, it should not be a displacement 
of the true priorities and the realness of what exists. Those folks may never, never, ever meet you, never, ever see you. And God forbid that some of them are predators preying upon situations and people, young folks that they meet. Listen, I'm going on because I said I'm not going to be long. And ye shall know, verse 13, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. Oh, my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and ye shall, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. I will give you life. I'll give you life. And I will give you your own land. Then shall ye know that I said it and that settled it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless those that have heard your word, those that will be listening later. Lord God, I ask that you Strengthen and encourage, Lord God, help us, Lord God, to hold on, keep our hands on the gospel plow, not looking back. Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus, to live safe. Help us to present ourselves holy and acceptable unto you, Lord God, for this is our reasonable service. Help us to be an encouragement to others, Lord, to be a source of strength. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you have not dedicated your life, if you need to rededicate your life unto the Lord, I want to encourage you to do that. As a matter of fact, don't wait. Don't, don't put it off and say, well, I got tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promise. I don't know to, for none of us. When I lay down at night, I do think about that. If there's anything that you've done to offend God, you ought to be praying, Lord, forgive me. Lord God, I'm sorry. And don't make a sorry in one of those things that you say in it every night just out of habit it becomes a cliche. No, mean it and then don't do it again. Be committed unto the Lord. Live holy for him. I pray that, that uh, again that you've been blessed and uh, please share the word with someone. You can be found on iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn and other podcasts. Remember the songs featured our respective property of the artists and uh, our songstress and, and producers. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church uh, at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Hope to see you here or to see you there. God bless you.